You're watching KCMI-TV. Well, I'm glad you joined us tonight. And uh, I thought we'd just take a journey through the scriptures in the Old Testament on one of the most interesting, I think, characters in the, in the Bible, and that's Jacob. And when you read the Bible, the Old Testament, the New Testament, I think it's at least 26 times, maybe 27 times, God will say this, I am the God of Abraham, I am the God of Isaac, and I am the God of Jacob. And of course, you know, the scripture says this, that a, a threefold cord is not easily broken. And uh, when you read about Abraham, we know that he's the father of, of faith. And uh, his story is, is well documented in the scriptures and what God took him through to become that man that was able to be the father of faith. And then when you get to Isaac, <clears throat> a lot of times we overlook Isaac because he doesn't seem to have the story of being tested in the sense that we saw with Abraham. But if you really think about it, Isaac was a, a phenomenal man of faith because the day that his father had him on Mount Moriah and was going to sacrifice Isaac, uh, Isaac was a grown man. A lot of theologians believe he was probably anywhere from 25 to 33 years of age because he was such a type of Jesus. And Abraham was 125 years old. And so nowhere does it say that Isaac resisted his father or overpowered his father. He just simply said, Daddy said, where? He said, here's the wood and here's the fire. Where's the sacrifice? And Abraham said, son, my God will provide. And then he proceeded <clears throat> to tie Isaac up in a sacrificial manner. Isaac had to be willing to let his dad do this, knowing that his dad was going to kill him. And so for Isaac to willingly lay on the altar and let his dad um, proceed to take his life speaks of great, great faith and great obedience and willing to, to lay down his life for the will of God to be performed. And so now we come to the third character in this, in this trilogy, and that's Jacob. And oh, Jacob has a different story. But from the moment he was born, God spoke prophetically over him and he said, he will rule over his brother and that the younger would have authority over the elder. And of course, uh, Jacob and Esau were twins. And Esau was born first, and the scripture says that when Jacob came out of the womb, he had already latched on to Esau. Boy, such a prophetic picture here that even in the womb, the purpose of God had already begun to surface in that baby, and he grabbed a hold of the heel of Esau. And in fact, one of the meanings of the name Jacob is heel grabber. And so these boys begin to grow and become older. And uh, actually they become grown boys. And the Bible said that Esau was the favorite of Isaac and that Jacob was the favorite of Rebekah, his mother. Now, when we think back and, and we look on this story, you know, of course, the other name for Jacob means supplanter. And uh, we always think of Jacob 
uh, creating, uh, you know, such trickery to to get the birthright and the blessing. But it, it, it wasn't an original idea with Jacob. It was his mother's. And it was his mother that came up with the idea for Jacob to deceive his father. And so what birthed Jacob also put in him something that wasn't good. And Jacob goes in, and of course we know that he deceives his father, and Isaac blesses Jacob, and then on the heels of that comes Esau, and he says, bless me too, father. And, and uh, Esau begins to realize that Jacob has stolen his birthright. He said, not only has he stolen my birthright, but he has stolen the blessing of it. Jacob didn't steal the birthright, he bought it. Esau gave it up voluntarily. And so now we have this animosity, in fact, just hatred. And Esau said, after the days of the mourning of my father, he said, I'm going to kill Jacob for what he did. So Jacob goes on the run for his life. And over time, um, through through just the way that Jacob operated. He was always doing things on his own. If God has declared over your life that you're going to do something, you don't have to do it in your own strength. It may be longer, but God is going to perform that word. And so over time, we know that Jacob is uh, working for his, his uncle Laban. He has two wives He's there for 20 years, and the blessing of God is overwhelming on him. Laban said this, I know I'm blessed because of the blessing that's on you. And um, when Jacob left his father, the Bible says that God appears to him, and Jacob calls the place Bethel, and the Lord appears to him and begins to have conversation with him, and at the end of that divine encounter with God, Jacob just simply says this, if God will do these things for me, then he will be my God. And over the next 20 years, <clears throat> Jacob has some, some moments where he encounters God, but there never seems to be this hunger for Jehovah. Until 20 years later, Jacob decides he wants to go home. And... This is where God begins to intervene because for God to fulfill the scriptures that he can say, I am the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, and the God of Jacob. Jacob has to go through the same process, the same dying process that Abraham went through and Isaac went through. And God allows circumstances to arise that Jacob's on the way home and he gets word that your brother Esau is coming to meet you with 400 men. For the first time, Jacob is put in a place to where he can't come up with any self-ordained answers or any solutions to extricate himself from the danger that is before him. And fear grips him. And the scriptures, and I'm going to pick up a reading of the scripture here because I've given you all of this to give you just kind of the foundation of where we find Jacob. And in Genesis chapter 32 and verse 24, it says, And Jacob was left alone, and there he wrestled a man with him until the breaking of the day. 
And when he saw that he prevailed not against him, he touched the hollow of his thigh, and the hollow of Jacob's thigh was out of joint as he wrestled with him. And he said, Let me go, for the day breaketh. And he said, I will not let thee go, except you bless me. And he said unto him, What is thy name? He said, Jacob. And he said, Thy name shall no more be called Jacob, but Israel. For as a prince hast thou power with God and with men, and hast prevailed. And Jacob asked him and said, Tell me, I pray thee thy name. And he said, Wherefore is it that thou dost ask of my name? And he blessed him there. And Jacob called the name of the place Peninial, for I have seen God face to face, and my life is preserved. Whenever God gets ready to change your nature, change the direction of your life for you to begin to walk in his purpose, it generally starts when God gets you in a place where you're alone. And Jacob had servants, he had men servants, he had women servants, he had cattle, he had wives, he had children. But there was something in him now that realized that I cannot, I cannot sustain my life and I need God to show up. And so he sent everybody away, and the Bible says that when he got alone, that God began to show up. And uh, it was Jesus. It's just that Jesus, before he ever took on physical form in the New Testament, he would manifest himself through the Old Testament to people. And that night, the Bible says that as Jacob is there alone, and I don't know if he's praying, he's, he's doing something because he's overwrought, and the scripture says that a man shows up and gets a hold of Jacob and they begin to wrestle. And what Jacob didn't realize was there was a, a nature in him that God had to contend with and break for Jacob to ever become who God wanted him to be. And there's a lot of us, and oh my, I've been through this, that we thank God I'm ready for whatever you've called me to do. I'm ready for the purpose that you put in my life. And God will bring us to a place in life through a set of circumstances to where he gets us alone. And then the Lord will begin to zero in on that part of us that can't submit, that part that feels like I can do it in my own strength. And God will make you begin to wrestle with him until that thing begins to be overcome and and Jacob is wrestling with this angel a Bible says until the breaking of the day as I, as I was praying this morning I was thinking about this almost in, in invariably the only times that God ever dynamically changes our lives is in the night seasons it's in the night seasons in the dark times of our life when we are alone, that God will begin to show up in our life and he will make our own nature begin to wrestle with him until there is a desperation that begins to get a hold of God. And, you know, in all the years that you read about Jacob, even when he had that divine encounter with the Lord at Bethel, nowhere does it ever say that he asked God his name. He doesn't ever say, who are you? He was more interested about what can you do for me. And now he's in the night season of his life. 
He's fearing for his life. He's terrified that his brother's going to kill him. And he begins to intercede with God, and, he, and he's asking God, I need help. I need you to do something. And the night seasons, and as you listen to me and as I reflect back even my own life, the greatest changes that you and I have ever had were in the times where we were alone. That's where God changes us. It's in the night seasons where it's dark and there just doesn't seem to be any ray of hope. And there's where God begins to wrestle. And it says that he was wrestling with God until the breaking of the day. God will keep you in those places until he can determine your heart. And when you read this next verse, it says, and when he saw, he's speaking now of the man that's wrestling. He said, when the man that's wrestling, Jacob, saw that he did not prevail against Jacob. And when you first read this, you think, well, you know that Jacob was stronger than this man. That's not what it's talking about. What he was talking about is when he saw that he wasn't going to get Jacob to give up. That this time Jacob was serious, that God, you're either going to bless me or I'm going to die here. That's where God is trying to get the church today. That's where God is trying to get you and I, that we get to a place to where God realizes, hey, they're not going to let go of me. And the scripture says, when God saw that he was not going to prevail against Jacob, then something supernatural began to happen. And the scripture says here in this verse, it says that when he saw he couldn't prevail against him, he touched the hollow of his thigh, and the hollow of Jacob's thigh was out of joint as he wrestled. The Holy Ghost, Spirit of God, in this, in this wrestling match, this is a physical encounter. And I'm sure at, after, the, I don't know how many hours Jacob has wrestled with God. And for the first time, Jacob has gotten serious because he realizes he's going to die. And maybe an hour, two hours, three hours, and wrestling is very exhausting. And Jacob is literally holding on. He's fighting with everything that's in him. And when God saw that Jacob wasn't going to give up, the Bible says he touched the joint, his hip joint, where his thigh bone went into. And he caused it to go out of joint. Um, there's nothing much more painful than something being dislocated, a shoulder, something like that. And what God did was he dislocated Jacob's thigh. So Jacob couldn't walk like he used to walk. The mark on every person that's ever had an encounter with God in the night seasons where God changes who you are. When you come out of it, you'll never walk the same. And God takes a man that was used to walking in his own strength and now he touches him in such a way that when Jacob came out of this, he walked with a limp. Great people who are able to terrorize hell and minister to those that are in need are people who always walk with a limp. And what it does, it reminds us that God did this, that my strength is now in the Lord. 
What's so amazing is there was such a, a hunger for God to bless Jacob that in the midst of this pain, his, his hips out of joint, he is in excruciating pain. And God in this story, after he touches his leg, he says, let me go for the day breaks. Whenever we're the closest to breakthrough in our life, it's when we will have the greatest temptation to quit. It's, I don't know why God will push us to the breaking point. I guess it's so that we realize that in our own strength we can't do anything. And here Jacob, he's sweaty, he's exhausted, his hips out of joint, and he's holding on physically to this man with everything that's in him. This man says, let me go. And Jacob says, I ain't letting you go until you bless me. And you think, well, Jacob, you're already blessed. Jacob, at this point, is a wealthy man. He has so many sons. He has so much cattle and, and so much oxen and all of those things. In the natural, he is blessed. But Jacob realizes that it's not what I have in the natural that I need, but I need God to bless me. In the hour that you and I walk in, it's not our natural talents anymore that make us wealthy. It is the divine presence of the Lord. And now he's in pain and he's been wrestling all night and God is saying, you got to let me go. And Jacob said this, I will not let you go until you bless me. And this is what God was waiting to hear. And Jacob said, I'll not let you go except you bless me. And the man said unto him, he said, what is your name? See, he wanted Jacob to declare who he had been. Because people who operate out of trickery in their own strength, a lot of times we don't want to admit who we, who we are. And the Lord said, I can't bless you until you tell me your name. He said, I'm Jacob. I know I'm a supplanter. I've used trickery and deceit to get what I want. And that night, this is what the Lord said to him. He said, Thy name shall no more be called Jacob. When we can survive the night season where we wrestle with God out of desperation, if we can come out of that and not let go, that we lay hold on God, then God says, I'm changing who you are and changing your name. He says, Jacob, he says, no longer are you going to be known as a heel grabber or a supplanter, but he said, I'm changing thy name to Israel. And he said, the reason I'm doing it, and oh, I love this. He said, the reason I'm changing your name, he says, because you're like a prince now, and you have power with God and with men because you have prevailed. We are in a time right now, so many of us, that we're in a night season and we're, we're exhausted but we're holding on to God. And when we do that, God 
will change who we are and he will change our nature and um, the Lord said this to he said you're Israel now he says because you have power not only with God but he said I'm giving you power with men because you didn't give up it's not he who endureth or who runs the swiftest but it's he who endures to the end and so many of you have gone years where you feel like I have wrestled with God and we've tried to do things in our own strength and now we're at a place to where God hallelujah has set us aside and we're in that wrestling match but can I tell you that at any moment there's a name change coming this was not just a spiritual blessing because up until now Esau hated Jacob. I think, I can't prove this by the scriptures, but I think Esau was coming to kill Jacob. And I think the night that Jacob prevailed with God and he let God break him and he came out walking with a limp, with a name change. And with that name change, God said, I'm not just giving you power with me, but he said, I'm giving you power with men. The night that Jacob prevailed with God, not only did God change the heart of Jacob, I think he changed the heart of Esau. Because when Jacob came out of this encounter, walking with a limp, and he comes face to face with Esau and is terrified that Esau is going to kill him. This time, Esau wasn't looking at Jacob. He was looking at Israel, who had come out of a divine encounter with God. And when Jacob and Esau met, the Bible says that they fell on each other and they began to weep. And Esau loved his brother. By the Spirit of the Lord, there are many of you that have had enemies, that have hated you. And even the world has hated the church. But I think we're coming into a season that we're coming out of this dark night season, but we're coming out with a limp because God's going to mark us. But it's going to declare that this individual has walked with the Lord. And... When we come out, I believe that there are many who have been the enemy that are now going to become the friend because God is going to let them see us different. Hold on to the Lord. Oh, I'm sure that so many of us have such stories to tell. And uh, I can remember my night of wrestling with, with the angel, as it were. And I'm sure many of you can remember and seems like sometimes the wrestling lasts forever. You wonder, God, will the sun ever shine again? But it does. The wrestling match lasts until we convince God, I ain't letting you go. I ain't letting you go for anything in the past. I need you to bless me. And I think that we would all tell God tonight, Lord, we're not letting you go. Hallelujah. God, whatever it takes, the Bible says this, through great suffering, many enter into the kingdom of God through much tribulation. And we may not move as fast. We may walk different. But I can tell you this, you and I are coming out 
to where not only do we have power with God, but we have power with men. And we are triumphant in the spirit of the Lord. So I hope this has helped you tonight, maybe give you a little bit of insight of where you are in your own personal walk with the Lord. Just don't let go. You wrestle. I don't care how tired you get, how exhausting it gets. Because one of these days, we can say not only to the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, but you can put your name in there. Hallelujah. And to think that he is our God is an awesome thing. So till I see you again, may the face of God shine upon you. May you stay encouraged. May God give you the strength in the middle of your wrestling match. And will you come out, hallelujah, powerful, favored with God and with men. God bless you. For more information about Kent Christmas Ministries International or Regeneration Nashville, go to kentchristmas.org or regenerationnashville.org. And for the latest updates or videos, follow us on Facebook and subscribe to us on YouTube. God bless you.